All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the L E G I O N P O D C A S T. I am Murray Fox, and this week I am an officer of soaps. I'm sitting online and perusing cereals. <laughs> I've fallen down so many YouTube rabbit holes this last week or two that it's been it's it's insane like you're yeah. you're in front of the computer screen you've got like 20 minutes to kill and suddenly youtube is open and you're like oh look at this link oh look what youtube is suggesting i look at now and suddenly i'm like exploring and watching <laughs> and seeing all these shows from the past oh wow and then i realized oh, oh nope gotta get into class okay okay <laughs> Put this YouTube on pause. <laughs> anyway, I've been I've been wandering down so many rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? Oh my goodness! I've seen like more episodes of Guiding Light and Another World than you can shake a stick at. I, I, I would suspect there had been a lot of shoulder pads and big hairdos. Oh, so many, so many. <laughs> yes, lots of shoulder pads, lots of <laughs> lots of hairstyles that I thought, oh, I really liked that when I was like fourteen, and yes. I don't know what I was thinking, but. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing a lot of stuff that looked familiar that you're like, oh, that's where John Byrne got that from for Lois Lane, or oh, that's what they were doing. <laughs> That's what they based that character. Exactly. Oh, like just 10 years later, right? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they tended to be just slightly off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's me. All right. Well, I uh, over here am the uh, the official walker of woofy dogs. Um, <laughs> really, really more the victim as, uh, as, as my children prompted all. But uh um, but yes, yeah, so while obvious offenders find yappy dogs okay, guys, seriously, <laughs> woofy dogs, I'm telling uh-huh. you, oh my goodness, there has been so much barking today, and um, you know, as we are dealing with the everybody under the roof, and uh, and you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, and and of course, the walls closing in. Um, <laughs> Is there always is there an instigator and the follower? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it is it is Sarah one hundred percent, and and she'll do it just as simple as as like oh the dogs are just standing there they're fine and then she runs off and that and that gets them going, <laughs> and uh, and it's like okay stop that and she goes it wasn't my fault I was just trying to get down here, and I'm, and I'm like do I look stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. You want her to answer that? Oh, wish she wouldn't dare. <laughs> she knows how that goes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Over to you, sir. Well, this week, because I am not going to talk about other stuff that's going on. No, <laughs> so yeah, this week, I I am an agent of Mandalorian. Movie approximate narrative, delighting audiences, liking original, radically interesting, or authorized narratives. Nice. Because I started uh, Mandalorian Season 2 this week. Oh. Halfway through. Oh, dude. 
it's yeah it's really it this might be the best i mean the newer stuff i've liked to different levels but this might be the best star wars for me since return of the jedi yeah i i yeah that which makes a lot of sense you know because it is pretty much in that in that uh world and yeah no it's oh i i i i can't say i can't discuss anything because I, f- I worry about spoiling and uh, spoiling anything. So it's just you're in for a tree. <laughs> well, you're just look, in for a tree. The one thing that was spoiled for me, I don't care about. Yeah. Because I, I never watched uh, the animated series. Oh, right. So okay. Yeah. The character yeah, yeah. coming from there means nothing to me. Well, there you go. Because anything that had to do with the original prequels, I mean, those prequels, I was like, eh, don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never watched any of those uh, animated series either. Um, I, I'm tempted to, um, especially since Disney Plus has some curated lists of, hey, if you want to get to know more about this character from The Mandalorian, here's some episodes to watch. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that's easier than watching the whole series. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, so anyway. But yeah, I, I, I haven't pulled the trigger on it, so I don't know that it's likely to happen anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, like I said, it's it's, it's all it has to do with that prequel stuff. So for me, I'm like bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good trade wars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it a try. I've heard so much about it, and I have oh, not yeah. seen a single episode. But it's, but it's on um, the list. Yeah, it, you know, it it all kind of to me it plays like a western, like it it, it really does, and you know it it has those, uh, you know, I find some parts can be a bit slow, but every episode pays off so well, it it it's okay. <laughs> it's it's Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, totally. It's walking around with the baby, doing stuff, killing things, getting exactly. jobs. Exactly. And I was paying attention. I'm like, oh, John Favreau. I'm like, oh, wow, they really need to get him to restart any franchise they want to. It's like, we want to start a Marvel Universe. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> we want something Star Wars that everyone's going to love and no one's going to complain about. All right, I'll do it. There you go. You know what, Murray? There you go. They want to restart Guiding Light because I know a lot of those soap operas got canceled. Bring in John Favreau. Perfect. 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 Exactly. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I will put it on my list. Ah, the list. Oh yes, my list. Long. Those lists get longer and longer, don't they? They do. They do. Alrighty. Cool. Yeah. Well, on our list tonight, we are looking at Legion ninety one, number twenty six. Uh, with a new cover artist, I think. This is the first yeah. issue of Dan Brereton, I think. Yeah, and I did not had. have to look it up to see who it was. I Such a distinctive know. style, right? Yeah. Like you, you can just, yeah, he is he is so distinctive. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I, I love that he's got his little name on, uh, <laughs> on Lobo's belt buckle as like a, as a, a little, uh, what do you call those things? On the belt buckles? Oh, the, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh? Let's see. Huh. Yeah. It's a good place for a signature on a belt buckle. 
Yeah, it works yeah. with this. Instead of just being on there, it's like a very much a, oh God, what is his name? Eisner type thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's very distinctively Dan Brereton, very uh, painterly, but not in like an Alex Ross stiff painterly way. It's, it's. Well, it still has. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's not designed. It's not photorealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there's still there's still sort of some of these sort of squash and stretch that is involved in a lot of stuff. (laughs) And uh, and and there's some stuff and it's still stylized like that's that's why he's so he he is so uh, distinctive is is, you know, he has a style of of rendering that. uh, but I mean, look at Garvin in the background there. Like, uh, like yeah. you, you, you know, it, he see, now Garv seems uh, seems photo real. <laughs> <It's, you laughs> he know, does just, for a big pink thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, so that's what he would look like in real life. Totally. Um, as much as I love kids, I love kids on here. I'm just thinking of this now. If they were to do an animated series, I would love for it to look like this. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, like, and, and I was just thinking, I, like, I just actually um, looked him up because I was trying to think of some of you know some of the inter- the the um, interior art that he did. And the only one I remembered was the Psycho, which was like an early mature readers um, for a couple of years before this um, that I remember being really oh, good. That sounds familiar. I remember yeah. seeing something like that. I think you have to go more for his creator and stuff like Nocturnals or Giant Killer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there is other stuff like there's some Batman stuff, obviously. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, he's a guy that I was always more familiar with as a uh, cover artist. But then I remember that the the Psycho and it was and and I know I've still got those like it's I think it was a Prestige series and I know I've still got that around somewhere. Cool. It's the thing that cool. would have been Vertigo if if that were a thing that existed had, by that. Yeah, that if that point. had yeah. been a Vertigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If there was, had been a Vertigo, that was like around ninety or something, right? Ninety one, something around. Yeah, ninety one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not far off this actually, because, uh, um, yeah, I don't know when it came out, but, but yeah, sort of along those lines, and uh, has um has been um. Well, he won an Eisner Award as the Russ Manning Most Promising Newcomer in 1990. Was nominated for Best Artist uh, in 91, the year this came out. Um, Mm. And in 96, was nominated Best Painter for Nocturnal's Black Planet. And in 1997, nominated Best Painter uh, for Batman Thrill Killer. That's the the one he did. That's right. It was like the Robin Baxter thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. That else. So there was a Batgirl Robin thrill killer and a Batman thrill killer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was like two or three of them. I remember. Yeah. A couple of series. Yeah. Well, I guess you know he got he got nominated for an award and uh, and in you know, <laughs> yeah I guess it makes sense that it's That's like great. hey let's let's milk the hell out of this. <laughs> That's right. You got to capitalize on it. That's right. Let's do some more. Exactly. Totally. 
Excellent. All right. So he's our new cover artist, and I think he sticks around for. A he's while. on a couple issues at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So previously on Legion, everyone blew up. Kabumo, they're dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, good night, everybody. Book over. You know, it's going to be a quick twenty-four pages. However, uh, we open up on the coons, and they are watching everything blow up. Enemy craft destroyed, sire. Good shooting, gunner. Now, target on those escape pods they ejected before. What? It's impossible. Nothing could have survived that. Give me a visual magnification. To life form, sir, entirely unprotected in the vacuum of space. They're coming this way. And we see that those two unprotected figures are Lady Quark and Garen Beck, who is still retaining some power of the emerald eye fortunately yes. for him otherwise he's gonna have a very short <laughs> trip in space normally, <laughs> exactly normally he's just retaining water yes yeah <laughs> which is weird because he's been having trouble with the emerald eye powers for like an issue or two so yeah if i were garen i would be a little hesitant to be like yeah yeah going out through in space, space. Yeah, right <laughs> but no know, it's Dox's okay. plan so he figures, well, either it works or, eh. Or we lose Garen. What's the big deal? Mm. Yeah. That's I'm fine right. with that. Totally. So then we get like a double page spread, like like holy old warlord days. With yes. <laughs> Both of them like just... Letting it rip on the uh, on the coons there. Those who live by the sword must also perish by the sword, says Lady Quark, and they make everything go shakaram kabuma. And it is an issue by Alan Grant and Barry Kitson, who are the writer, co-plotters, artist, Laverne Kinzierski, colorist, Gaspar, letterer, and goofy Art Young is giving us the good vibes. So I'm brought into Goofy Brownies this month. That's yes. right, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and after all that exploding, Garen is confused. I don't understand. Where is this doomsday device? And what happened to the escape pods, says Lady Quark. And they fly around and explore space a little bit. Obviously, the coons have perfected some kind of cloaking device. They must be here somewhere. And Garen says, it sounds a bit far-fetched to me and... Then he pauses because Lady Quark kind of vanishes right in front of him. And he issues what is going to be my favorite <laughs> phrase for the next week. Great <laughs> rock on toast. <laughs> <laughs> the expression is unknown to me, says Lady Quark, because they've gone through some sort of like cloaking woobly woobly and suddenly they're floating right in front of the the uh, doomsday device it's the size of a small planet and inside the doomsday device the coons are saying target those incoming pods maximum firepower aye aye commander devla range 717 speed 300 defense batteries locking on as one of the pods comes zooming towards them we can't miss. Prepare to fire. But, of course, before they can fire, Lady Quark zaps the <laughs> big uh, gun and it goes kabloom. So, uh, FaZe and Telepath are able to land safely. Faye, or 
telepath is saying, thank you, Lady Quark. Are you scared, Faze? And she says, you're the telepath. You tell me. <laughs> well, I would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. I can sense fear, but I don't think it's coons you're frightened of. Your mysterious past? In a nutshell, I wonder, could you read deep inside my mind? Would you be able to find my lost memories? And Telepath says, I don't see why not. Though we might wait for a more opportune moment as they <laughs> <Yeah>. come. <laughs> Time <laughs> Make and a place, bit of a crash lady. <laughs> landing. That's right. Time and place. But it's something, yeah, that that is a totally realistic um, request. Yeah, request. While you're asking. And, yeah, while you're while you're digging around in people's brains, you might as well. So yeah. we'll put a pin in that and see if they come back to that at some point. I'm sure they will. I feel like they do. Or will they she must. run away from that? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute. You're actually going to do it? No, no. Because <laughs> no, <she runs>. no <laughs> that's what she does. That is what she does. Alrighty, we check in on the other escape pod, which is Garv and Strata. Will we make it, Garv? Hey, how can we fail? Real Doc says it all figured out, hasn't he? And Strata says, oh, that's what I'm worried about as they come crashing down. <laughs> and that's just, that's such a good little moment, because Garv is still total team docs like he yes. figures docs is is the leader and knows what he's talking about and strata of course has had plenty of experience to show that no yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly. not the case at all <laughs> so they come crashing down garen beck does his emerald eyes zappy thing zaps some of the coons tells them to flee or die or for such is the terrible wrath of uh Garen Beck as the green energy just kind of <laughs> sputters out and then leaves him falling through <laughs> falling see? through space. Yeah, <laughs> see? Like you got to consider these things, Garen. <laughs> you were informed in a previous juncture. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, Lady Quark rescues him. Garen, this is no time for fooling around. Believe me, I'm not fooling. The power the emerald I gave me it just faded away what was it doc said oh yeah by your pods home in on their targets beck and lady quark will take out the defenses lion bastard because of course lobo's pod is the one that's being shot to pieces yeah. by the soldiers if and you were gonna pick just... one i mean let's be real <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's the one to pick totally uh the pod crashes the coons say riddled open it and remove the corpse and lobo just kind of opens the door i may be sort of pale next to you pinky but i'm still alive and kicking yahoo and he comes out and he starts crashing heads and kicking chins and doing the lobo thing uh we check in on cairn where we have captain comet confronting vril and Real Docs is saying, before you say any more, Comet, you'd do well to remember your application for membership. No matter how much I wish to join Legion, it is my duty to speak up. If you reject me because of that, so be it. 
What you're doing to Lydia Mallor is inhuman, Docs. You're going to kill her. Harsh circumstances require harsh measures. She's an assassin. She murdered one of us. Only because she was made to. Underneath the tyrant's conditioning, she's just a child. A frightened child. And yet, you're trying to recondition her so that she'll be your slave. Just as she was slave to the tyrants of Kalu. And I think that's supposed to be uh, uh, Comet saying that. It could go either way, because it could be yeah, like, re- response, like, oh, like, just like she was their slave. Right. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. yeah. Anyway, yeah, Doc says, yeah, you've yeah. said your piece, I've listened, now get out. <laughs> and this is so weird that Comet just, like, acquiesces. He's like, damn you, Docs, I ought to, as he's like easing himself out the door yeah <laughs> hold me back hold me back yeah hold yeah. me back as i leave <laughs> and mary jane is just kind of behind captain no you'll only make things worse come on what he said i've heard those words before says docs and he has a little memory of the durlin you're making yourself no better than the computer tyrants setting yourself up as god can't you see how wrong it is vril some things are best decided by the individual. I'm sure you'll come to the correct decision in the end. So after he has that little memory, he looks at his program, setting myself up as God. Enhanced charisma program. Do I run? Do I rape? <laughs> <laughs> he clicks a little button and it asks, are you sure? Yes. And we realize that he has erased the charisma program, the correct decision. Derlin, he says to himself, very well, Lydia Darkstar, you get your second chance at life. Who was surprised by that move? Yeah, every so often he, uh, yeah. he does the right thing. Even though he had to be guilted into it by a conscience. <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty, so we are back on the Kundia Death Star version. <laughs> uh, Garen is still powerless. My power isn't coming back. I can't fly. And Lady Quark says, then follow me as best you can. I must find the power core as she flies through, slicing them down. And Beck is like, Grok, how humiliating. The mighty Garen Beck having to run yeah. Poor guy. You would think he would be used to it. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. End it's of not the, the line, first time he's been a sad sack. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but he still has that personality the eye gave him. It didn't go away like it did with Mary Jane. He still has that. Yes. Probably because he's still got some of the uh, the green power hanging around. Um. Anyway, Garen is saying, I, wherever you are, I need your powers now, as he gets, as he just ducks away from a zap. Um, Please, I, I'm begging you, because <laughs> he's like right in front of three nasty coons. Yeah. We are coons, fool, your pleas fall on deaf ears. Kill him. And just before they can, he gets a little burst of green energy, zaps them. 
and he's able to follow along after Quark. She gets to the main power source, and the coons find her. There she is. Bring her down. They zap her. She collapses. Not so tough now, a wench. But, of course, it doesn't matter because Garen has been repowered. He comes flying in. Garen Beck rides again. He zaps them. And we check in on Phase and Telepath. Telepath is uh, approaching one of the coons. Guard, could you do me a favor? He's like, huh? And then Phase pops out, cracks him over the head. Go to sleep like a good boy, says Telepath. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a reading from him? Violence, hatred, brutal stupidity, the plans, Telepath. And so he does his little mind zappy thing and says, they're that way. And Garve and Strata are also dealing with the coons. Well, not so much anymore. They've got a pile of coons, kind of, <laughs> in little mountains all around them. Doc said to destroy as much vital equipment as possible. Where do you want to start, Garve? What's wrong with right here? Nothing at all. So they just start doing it. They start ripping up wires and smashing machines, having a ball. Yeah, it's the fun stuff. Totally. Break stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we check in with Kuhn Command. Damn, what's wrong with our guards? Why can't they stop them? They breached the power generator, Commander Devla. I'd better inform Kundia, sir. We need reinforcements. <laughs> and Devla is having, he's having none of that. Fool, if the Emperor hears of this, we're dead. It gives him a good little backhand. Get out there and find out what's going on now. They have to be stopped. Uh, very well, sir. And don't come back here till you can tell me every last one of them is dead. Yes, sir, I'll... Well, he's not going to do much because Lobo is <laughs> standing in the doorway and gives him a good smack with a... Is that Something. the baseball bat from Walking Dead? <laughs> kind of looks like it. It's uh, <laughs> it looks it's like a metal to version tell of with it. All the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It kind of does, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Lobo does his very best Bugs Bunny. He don't look very well. <laughs> <laughs> Before he dives on the commander there. Excuse the unprovoked attack, Chief, but I ain't got time to waste provoking ya. So he uh, wails on him. And for the coop de boop he just, uh, he makes short work of Commander Devla, is yes. what we're saying. Splutch. He's a little splutchied and splotchied. Again, you don't come back from splutch. No, you do not. You do not. However, we do get to meet uh, professor Rin Tin Tin again that we got yes, to be introduced right. to last week. So the poor professor, the little doggy professor is, he's horrified. Goodness gracious, he says. All right, Flea Face, you're liberated. Let's go. And uh, Rin Tin Tin is having none of that. But I, I can't, I can't leave here. You must understand, Commander Devla, he saved the stories for your grandpup, Shaggy. We're out of here. No, no, please. Heal. Yeah. <laughs> So he's dragging Rin Tin Tin along with him. Uh, FaZe and Telepath have made it to the vault. No use, FaZe. He doesn't know the entry code. We can't gain access and we don't get the doomsday plans. I'm going to try something Doc suggested. I dematerialize, reach inside the locking mechanism, 
Then I rematerialize and presto, Docs was right. There was no feedback this time. And Telepath is just like, you'll notice he isn't here, just in case that there was. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did it, partner. I hope the others did their parts as well. Blueprints, tapes, micros, it's all here, says FaZe. Good, <laughs> then it's time we weren't. <laughs> So while they make their getaway, uh, Garb and Strata are continuing to just pull things apart. Strata, Garb, we have the plans. Nice going, telepath. Power's down. Use my thoughts as a beacon to rendezvous. We're on our way. Um, Lady Quark is saying there's more of them, and I'm still weak from the effects of that weapon. You find cover, says Beck. I'll hold them off till you're ready. And he goes... Swooping off, zapping them with the green. All right, Garen, back here. Thanks, I could feel the eyes power slipping again. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, an unstable power for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, your dice rolled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. sorry, you got a two. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good natural fail that's right all right so we've got telepath and phase they're standing kind of at the edge of a corridor coons are coming from one way and they're waiting for everyone else to show up the others should be here by now what's keeping them i'm trying to guide them telepathically but this place is so big and that's when the coons round the corner and they're like shoot to kill men Oh, crap. Save yourself, Faze. And that is when Garb and Strata come blasting yeah, through they the do. walls. <laughs> they just punch it down. They, they, they go full-on Kool-Aid man. That's right. Like, oh, oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I call a welcome sight, says Faze. You said it. Sick em, guys. Sick em. Hey, don't you know it's rude to point guns, says Strata, as she starts... Wailing on the coons. They'll learn, says Garv. So they are fighting away, and they find a cooned attack craft swooping in. Leave this to me, says Garv, and he grabs something, and he tosses it right at the machine and causes it to uh, blow up. Throw anything hard enough, and it'll penetrate anything else. Oops, looks like I hit a vital spot. <laughs> yeah. So one ship goes kabloomy. Uh, telepath is letting them know that there are more coons on the way. Where are the others? Blast! And that is exactly what's happening to them. Yeah. <laughs> Lady yeah. Quark gets a blast. Ooh, yeah, and, that looks uh, nasty. Yeah, and Garen is like helpless. Lady Quark, all right, come on then. You've hurt her for the last time. Now feel my, my. Oh no, not again. <laughs> but instead of running off, he. Uh, he starts just hitting them with his fist. Bare fists it is then, scum. So he's getting beat up pretty badly. Cause yeah, yeah just... but this is pretty impressive for Beck. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is Very. where his old, like, police officer training might sort of come into play, sort of. <laughs> yes, yes. A little bit. <laughs> he's still getting pretty beat up, though. 
Uh, Lady Quark is watching it happen, and she is impressed. Garen is taking a terrible beating to give me time to recover. Even if I have to drain my very last reserves of energy, I will not fail him. So she zaps the coons with whatever is left in her. They collapse. She picks up Garen and flies away. I hate to be a pessimist, says Garv, but it looks like this might be our last stand. Shoot, and I never got to tell you. Tell me what Garv, says Strata. (laughs) And he's still not going to tell her yet because they're just getting overwhelmed by uh, coons. They're everywhere. Um, Lady Quark and Garen come flying in and Faye says, he's hurt. Take him, says uh, Quark. I don't think I can. And she kind of collapses. (laughs) <laughs> and telepath says so much for coming to our rescue <laughs> and just when things are looking terrible like garv and strata can't hold any more people back lady quark is out gar or um garen beck is out telepath can't do anything uh phase is saying damn if anyone had to fail i should have known it would be lobo and of course yeah. It's Lobo to the rescue. He's got like a cooned battle cruiser that he is uh, commanding, and it just comes swooping in, shooting all of the coons down. Eat shoom, you scum sucking coons. Heads up, <laughs> Legion. <laughs> Quit clowning around and get on board. <laughs> so they they do just that. They get on board their uh, their little ship. Gee, you guys look awful. You just can't cut it without the main man, huh? Shut up and drive, says Strata. <laughs> <laughs> so they're flying away, and uh, can we escape on this ship, Lobo? Natch! Won't they follow us? Nah. Why not? You'll see. I took care of it. Okay, but where's the scientist? Yeah, I rigged it real good. Lobo, where's the scientist? And they're flying off, and there's like a little explosion in the background. Well, see, that's why they won't be following us. (laughs) (laughs) And Lobo checks in with Docs. Lady Quark, Colin Cairn. Our mission succeeded, real Docs. I knew I could count on you. The plans, and uh, FaZe holds them up proudly. Right here, Commander. Commander. (laughs) Excellent. And Professor Rin Tin Tin? Uh, Slight problem on the scientist front, boss man. Problem, and then Lobo is like, "This is terrible." He's holding the head of like uh-huh. cute little Rin Tin Tin. See, there's this out. bomb. I know there was this bomb. You see, ain't life just a dog sometimes? So, and I think wah, we knew wah, that. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we knew that last time, right? That there was a bomb attached to. Uh, yeah, that's Rin how they're getting the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Lobo knows how to uh, solve a problem. <laughs> yes, by creating another problem. That's right. Yeah. But poor little Rin Tin Tin. His poor little eyes just staring at us at the end there. Yeah. I was hoping oh. we'd see him sort of be a, a regular, but no. no. He would have been a cute little regular, too. Right. He would have been a good little. Maybe there's a son of Rin Tin Tin out there. all righty we get to the letters page and the only thing of note is that mighty art young is no more this was his last issue Uh he's he's joining the the walt disney company 
oh. putting out a Disney line of comics. And our new editor is Dan Raspler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Disney line of comics? I'm sure that'll go very well. <laughs> What's that? I said Disney comics? I'm sure that's going to go well. Yeah, you remember oh, perfectly. All the long lines of Disney comics from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, they had their ups and downs. Yeah, but um, yeah, and so Raspler at this time was also working, or maybe just after this, I can't remember exactly. Um, and I say this only because earlier I was actually reading, um, I've started doing a reread of uh, the Ostrander Spectre uh, series, and Ooh. he was the he was the editor on that at least at the beginning. Um, I'm not huh. sure how long, yeah. and so that would have been. Oh, okay. That was actually a couple of years after this. So. Okay. Yeah. I do have still, now, this was uh, from a couple issues ago when I was looking up all the editors. Yeah. At the time, he had been the editor of Firestorm and Suicide Squad. And I'm pretty sure by this point, Firestorm was over. Um, yes. Yes, it was. Because it ended just, like, I think it ended with issue 100, which I think came out the same week or around the same time as the uh, five years later issue three or four. Yeah. Well, wasn't Firestorm Ooh. like the invasion crossovers, like high seventies, low eighties. So this was a few was months after. That... Inv- yeah. It was late in the series, but not at the end. So if it was somewhere around there, that's like two years left. We're a little over two years from the beginning of this series. And obviously. The, the oh yeah. Which is where we're at. Yeah. So yeah. Firestorm ended at the very late, at the very latest like six months ago at the latest. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so he it, it sounds like him working with, uh, uh, it, it sounds like he was a go-to to work with, uh, with Ostrander for sure. And uh, that, that bodes well for me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to remember if, because uh, that, that was one of the things where, you know, because, that was one of my favorite uh, series when I was reading originally. And August 1990 uh, was when uh, Firestorm ended. So just, yeah, like like right at just after Invasion, I guess, or a year after. Oh, I, yeah. that was kind of that was kind of it for Firestorm. Like he doesn't really come back in a big way until. Oh, extreme justice. Right. <laughs> uh, but even then, that's not his own series. <laughs> it is It is not. It is no, not. We, I don't think we get another Firestorm until our series until, was it, just after Identity Crisis? Yeah, like the uh, Jamal Igle, the one that Jamal Igle worked on. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. He, uh, he, he wasn't there at the beginning. I think he was crisscrossed at the beginning. Yeah. What was the name the kid? I forget his name now. Jason, Jason, Jason Rush. Rush. Yeah, Jason Rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked it. Which him. is much better than uh, in Extreme Justice when um, um, uh, Ronnie Raymond was uh, um, now a himbo um, <laughs> underwear model uh, who went by the name Ron Ray. Oh, that's bad. <sighs> yeah, it was not good. Not good at all. <laughs> But, you know, it was extreme justice. It was extreme. It was very extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> boy. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at something on Mike's Amazing World. So about this time, as of uh, Legion 91, number 27, when he's editor on that, that's May 91. He's also editing that month Legion of Superheroes 18, Demon right. number 11, uh, Suicide Squad 50, and Suicide Squad 53. Oh, Suicide Squad oh. was on its uh, on its. Uh, it was near little... the end too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's see. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna reread the Spectre series. Then I'm starting again on the uh, on the Suicide Squad trades. That's my current reread schedule. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah, Good I'm plan. I'm doing a reading of Suicide Squad two right now. Currently, God, I actually started that from doing a read of the Flash because I never read actually, except for some of the Bill, end of the Bill Loeb's run. I never read those early Wally West issues. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. So I was reading that up to invasion and then i was gonna read the crossover i'm like well let me just read the manhunt it's manhunt does not last long let me just read manhunter from the beginning to invasion and then finish you know finish that off and then it's like beacon didn't to be continuing suicide squad annual one because there's a crossover yeah. there too i'm like well i haven't really read suicide <laughs> squad before with the exception of like the adam issues and uh that war of the oh. gods crossover wow. so i'm like okay wow. let me wow that's awesome so okay. then I started doing that one, and then oh, Suicide Squad Doom Patrol. So <laughs> yes, that's right. That one's less awesome. <laughs> well, I never read. I never read the pre Morrison issues of that run. Yeah, so, like well, we read them anything much. <laughs> yeah, they, I I I found I kind of lost interest once Lytle left. Um. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the early in Eric Larson's run, I'm on like issue seven is the last one I read. Yeah, the early, the early um, Larson, it's not great. Um, you know, you 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 look at uh, by the time he got to uh, Spider Man, it, it he you know you, you can see how much his art had developed. But but yeah, in um, in Doom Patrol, it was a little jarring. I found you know going from. Uh, sort of more realistic art with Lytle to then very cartoony Eric Larson art. Well, yeah, yes. it is a bit of a jump. I yeah. did like that first three issues, though. That was pretty good, actually. That was a pretty decent story. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's good but, stuff. Mm -hmm. So hopefully there's no more crossovers so I can just do those four books before I have to... Yeah, yeah exactly, before they, before they lead you further down another rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, let me just uh, check the mailbag. All right, um, got one from uh, Dan Bowman. Uh, he says, uh, this is in regard to episode 24, uh, Larissa's even worse day. Um, <laughs> he, he says, I second, I second Murray's reaction here. Larissa actually dying came like a hammer blow. I was looking forward to Lydia being deprogrammed, a mother and daughter building a relationship. I thought that was the arc we were setting up. Imagine my surprise. This issue was definitely a turning point for the series, which I had already been enjoying because it's such a massive game changer. You know, coming out of you know coming out of this, nothing will ever be the same. Totally. I mean, she was such a check on Docs, and um, like I said when we got there, I had forgotten that she died. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was like, well, she's gonna get better, right? Because that's what happens, right? It's comic books, right? <laughs> No, yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, well, you know, when we came into the next issue, it's like, all oh, right, this was for real. 
I thought you guys were just messing with me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, like with Lydia, you like she. I was always expecting, like, just based on the great darkness, where Lydia is the the ancestor that that they use as a template for one of Darkseid's little minions, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was Lydia. For so sure. yeah, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, Lydia's going to be a big deal. Like, she's going to be a big, big, big deal. And so it was kind of cool to see her in the series. And I don't know, she never really, she never really got the chance to become the big deal that I was thinking she should be. Whereas Larissa totally was. Like Larissa was huge. Yeah. I mean, her presence looms large in the series, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. But um, yeah. Which isn't to say that Lydia doesn't then once Legion is canceled, go on to become a hero in her own right, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Zero hour, flashpoint, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) There's all sorts of adventures she's going to have out there in the pages that we're never going to (laughs) read. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Um, David Spofforth comments on, um, was it last episode? Um, episode 33? I, I, I can't do math anymore. Um, uh, yes, I think it is. The, the, our Kitson is back episode. Um, he says, hi, guys. I don't know much about the various 90s relaunches of Challengers of the Unknown, but I loved the treatment Carl Kiesel gave them in Adventures of Superman 508. Not surprising, given how great Kiesel was at handling Kirby material. I'd forgotten about this one. Um, I don't he think says, I've ever read those ones. I bet they'd be great. Oh, yeah. Because um, this would be like Kiesel and Grummet doing it, I, I would guess. Um, he says, the this story featured the true Charles accidentally brought forward in time from 1958 to 1994 from between the panels in an original 1958 issue. Oh, sorry. It wasn't Tom Grummet on art on that. Guess who it was? Barry Kitson. Um, He says, just goes to show that sometimes the classics are best. Uh, Just don't get me angry about how uh, at at how DC dumped the JSA again. Hey, we're with you, sir. We (laughs) are with you. Um, Totally. He says, the idea about leaving a scene before the end brings to mind an Alan Moore Star Wars story written for the UK Star Wars comic. Due to a production error, the final page was missed out, leaving it unfinished. And yet oh. the story amazingly works fine as it is. <laughs> it says, in fact, when the final page saw print in Dark Horse reprints, I actually thought it worked better in the original printing. The story is called Dark Lord's Conscience, and it can be found in classic Star Wars Devil Worlds, uh, issue one uh, or volume one, uh, available on Marvel Unlimited. So there you go. That's cool. Thank you very much, David. And oh, cool. uh, and that's that's the mailbag for this week. Yeah, we ha- we did have a comment or a question ah, yes. about uh, on Twitter uh, from that from that issue of thirty uh, episode thirty three when we did issue twenty five with uh, the covers uh, stealth fighting that big mon- the big furry monster. Yes, right. We had a question from a. <laughs> there you go. We have a question from a James Purcell. 
Don't oh, know if I recognize I, that person. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's exactly what he was asking. He's like, is that furball? <laughs> yes. Yes, James. It is. Oh, exactly. I told him, I said, no, considering what happens in the in the issue to him, that's a good thing. Yeah, that would exactly. exactly. Over very fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he never uh, did his uh, destiny in the 20th century. That's, that's right. right. Uh, yeah, he After was eliminated. Century, that's why. <laughs> yes, that is why. Anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that is it for us this week, y'all. Thank you for the feedback. Yes, which you can send us uh, by emailing uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com, or you can head over to our website and uh, and leave a comment or this on this or any episode. Yes. Alrighty, well then we are going to head off into the stars and we'll see you all next W-E-E-K. L-A-T-E-R. D-A-G-A-L-L-E-M-A-A-L. Oh, Dagalemagook. Dag. <laughs> Spell that again. That's too many letters. <laughs> D-A-G. D-A-G-E-L-L. No, A-L-L. Oh, see, you spelled it wrong, Murray. Yeah, no, it's two words. That's why I didn't get it. That was the problem. Yeah, the first word's D A G, and the second one is A L L E M A A L. Oh, that sounds German. It's Dutch. Right. That's what I meant. You're close. German it, it, by way of Dutch. Exactly. It's one of it's one of those, uh, those those European lots of extra letters. Uh, words. That's right. Throw a U in there and it's got to be from <laughs> Europe. <laughs>